Blog Talk Radio. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Kingdom Dominion. I am so excited that you have tuned into this program. You know, we're, 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 I'm just so excited to, to the point of I cannot wait to hear part two of my good friend Jeanette Strauss' um, um, message um, interview uh, on the uh, power of anointing the land. You know what? God is so good. Let me encourage you. Today is the day that all things are about to break loose in your life. I don't know who that's for, but this is a turnaround season for you. Your best days and your blessed days are ahead of you. If you would like to keep, um, have, have any prayer requests, um, let me tell you, send us an email. We want to be praying with you. You can send an email to lewisministry at gmail.com. That is lewisministry at gmail.com. Or you can, um, if you want to support this ministry radio program by sowing a financial seed, you can do so at www.lewisministry.com. And your financial seed is tax deductible. We want to keep this on. We are so excited. We're going to be having some more interviews with just some phenomenal champions around the world. Uh, and we're just really flowing uh, and believing God for breakthrough. Um, you know what? Sometimes just to hear one word gets you over that hurdle. Your circumstance is only because the enemy has been testing you. But God says that you can overcome. And I want to encourage you, you're going to overcome today. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm going to get my good friend Jeanette on the line, and I'm just so excited to hear what uh, God is doing for her. Amen. So stay tuned for uh, her, and um, let's see here. Let's get her on. Jeanette, are you here? I am. Can you hear me? Can you hear me okay? Welcome. Yes, I can. Welcome to the broadcast. We're so excited. I know you're traveling. I know you're in the phenomenal sunny Florida, and, <laughs> and I know it's probably hot there and steaming hot there, but you know what? Ministry doesn't stop. Ministry keeps going. Amen? That is so true. <laughs> and there's air conditioning. Thank God for air conditioning. You know, just such a yes. simple thing, but boy, it's, <laughs> it's pretty hot. Praise God, praise God. Well, my friend, I want to get definitely down into this. Um, we actually going to really, for you listeners, we're going to, this broadcast is going to be a little bit longer. Um, and um, so because, I, I mean, it was just so good last week. I mean, it was just <laughs> phenomenal. And and we just wanted Jeanette to really have her way. And it's so hard for me to not to interrupt, but I have questions, and I want to bring clarification, and, and people are tuning in through Facebook and are asking questions, and they, and they want to know more because they're fired up. So, Jeanette, would you pick up where you left off or actually maybe recap and then take us into what you have for the rest of the uh, broadcast? I sure will. I'll do a recap, and that is that um, our land is alive. And I will be going through the scriptures about that. Sometimes we don't think about that our land is actually alive, but it is. And, it, and it's centuries old from when God created the heavens and the earth. And there's been sin committed on land, and that places a spiritual lien on property. And over the years, as more sin is committed, more sin is committed, these liens, this lien 
in the courtroom of heaven becomes very important because it's like a lien on a property that you purchase. If you want to build a barn on that property or you want to do something on that property, you cannot do that without going to the lien holder and asking permission. Well, we know who the lien holder is if it's been sin. It's the enemy. Uh, Satan is holding liens in the legal courtroom of heaven because of sin. So a lot of times we pray over land, and uh, that's great. We anoint it with oil, and that's good too. But I will tell you, according to the word which we'll cover, it's only blood for blood that will take care of the sin, just like the sin in our lives. You know, we're dust ourselves. But the communion blood that we take of Christ as a symbolic act and, and forgiveness and repentance washes the sin away and we become a new person. And there isn't a record against us anymore when we apply the blood of Jesus to our lives. Well, the same thing happens with the land. And what happened is when Adam and Eve sinned, a curse came on the land and a curse came on Eve too. And that curse is still in effect just to tell us that this stuff still stays in effect unless it's broken once and for all because we still have pain in childbirth. And the land is still, man's trying to stay ahead of the insect population. So are you still there, Clyde? I am. Okay. I had just heard a lot of um, static on my end, and I didn't know. I thought, I better check here before I go on for 40 minutes, and nobody's <laughs> on the other end. <laughs> no? Yes, we are here. Uh, yeah, because yes. one block over from where I'm at, the phones are out. <laughs> so I thought, I oh, wow. double-check this. I know it was amazing. So, okay, so we can see we're laying the groundwork here, but we have good news, and that is that when we apply the blood of Jesus to our land and let it cleanse it and stand in the gap as ambassadors of reconciliation praying and repenting on behalf of sin that's been committed on our land and our property and ask forgiveness for the sin. We're not asking forgiveness for the person because we can't do that, but we can ask for the sin. Because in Daniel 9, remember, Daniel was seeking God and praying and repenting on behalf of the whole nation, the sin of the nation, asking forgiveness, asking God to come and heal their land and to help them. So we're standing in the gap for that land. And uh, I have this scripture in uh, Luke, or in 1 John 2, and it's 2 through 6, and it does say that he is the appropriation for our sins, and not ours only, but for the sins of the world. And it does say then in Hebrew, that Hebrews 2.17 says, um, in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he could be a manifest, faithful high priest in the things pertaining to God, making appropriation for the sins uh, in the people to God. So the appropriation, you have to apply blood for blood on this land. Now, another scripture, and of course we don't have the blood of the person that committed the sin, uh, but we do have the blood of Jesus, that as New Testament believers, we have the power of attorney to apply the blood to the land. 
in Numbers, he's talking about that very thing. In the Old Testament, before Jesus came, there was nothing they could do about bloodshed on blood. It brought a curse on the land. And it said in Numbers 35:33, You shall not thus pollute the land in which you live, for blood pollutes, blood pollutes the land, and no expiation can be made for the land, for the blood that shed on it, except by the blood of him who shed it. And expiation means to atone for. So back in the Old Testament, they didn't have the blood. They would do blood sacrifices to try to stop it. But for us, we can apply the blood of Jesus Christ to our land, and it will wash it clean because we will renew a covenant with him with the land. And that's what breaks the curse. It's not amount of our volume or our saying, all curses broken off this land, because see, the enemy goes into the courtroom of heaven, like we discussed on earlier programs, and he has a piece of paper saying, you know what, this person murdered this person on this land. And then we come into the courtroom, and he hands that to the judge, and we come in and we say, you know what, we just break the curse off that land in the name of Jesus right now. And the judge says, yes, but um, you have to do some other things about that to break that curse. It's, it's completely easy for us as believers, and the Lord's made it possible, but it's like a free gift. If you don't take it and open it, it's not going to happen. And you can do all you want to that land, but according to the word, as I'll prove, it's only the blood that's going to set it free. Just like us, we can anoint ourselves with oil all we want, but if we don't recognize the power of the blood, then, you know, it's liable to not be gone. It will not be gone, according to the Word of God. Did you want to say something here? Okay. I know there's a delay in the phone from Florida to out there. In Romans 3, 24 and 25, we're justified freely by His grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus, who God set forth as appropriation by His blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were committed He, because his blood covers those sins. So because of the blood of Jesus, we can make atonement for our land and it can come into an agreement and be at peace. Because remember in Genesis where Cain rose up and killed his brother Abel in Genesis 4 and the Lord come and said, you know, where's your brother at? And he said, well, am I responsible for him? I don't know. And he said, well, his blood is crying up to the ground to me for justice. And when bloodshed, it's crying up, and God will come to inquire for the reason of that bloodshed. But because we've been given Jesus Christ and we believe him and we've received him, we can give our ground peace and it'll settle that ground and bring it into covenant, and then it's blessed. It's no longer has any curse on it. So, And then we covered last week that the charge against the bloodshed, in case someone would say, well, that's all Old Testament stuff, you know, the charges against the bloodshed on the ground, but what about the New Testament? Well, Jesus was talking to believers here in Matthew 23, 34 and 35, and he's referring to a curse that was still in operation from the Old Testament. 
in the New Testament. And he's charging these people. These are believers he's talking to. He says, Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes. I shouldn't say believers. He's probably addressing someone in the temple there, maybe religious leaders. And some of them ye shall kill and crucify, and some of them you'll scourge in the synagogues and persecute them from city to city, so that upon you can come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of the righteous Abel to the blood of Zacharias, the son of Archaeus, whom you slew between the temple and the altar. So he was telling them, you know, all this blood that has been shed, if it's blood on your hands, it's going to come on down through on your hands. And then it would be on the land too. He talks in Jeremiah 16:18, and the scriptures that I'm going to use that use the word earth, soil, or land all go back to a Hebrew Greek word that literally means the literal soil. Like sometimes the word earth can mean the whole earth, meaning people on the earth, on top of it. But these scriptures that I have picked and chosen for this book go back to literally meaning for the ground. Jeremiah 16:18. And first I'll recompense their iniquity and their sin double, because they have defiled my land. They've filled my inheritance with the carcasses of their detestable and abominable things. So a curse can come on a piece of property even if somebody buried something on your property. I talked to a man today that said they bought a house, that they started finding these scroll-type things in their house. They were having lots of problems with that house. Come to find out there had been a warlock that had lived in that house, and he had prayers written on little scrolls, and he had them tucked in everywhere all over that house. And they went through and found all of those things. And, of course, they destroyed them, but then they got the land book, and they did their land, and that all stopped. And I can tell you, when you do the ceremony with the land, it, it's guaranteed to stop the activity. And what's so, going so on? So, real quick, real quick, mm-hmm. Jeanette, I mean, I mean, that right there is so powerful that even sometimes I think we miss, we get caught up in the excitement of either renting a home, buying a new home, and literally we get caught up in the emotion that we never truly go back and give that home or really anoint that home for, for, you know, for anything that has has been there that has been before us, and 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 really is doing really taking the extra step that will really being what we call spiritual house cleaning. Is that correct? That is so correct. And a lot of people will do the home, but they don't do the land. Now the what you would do is do your land under it because a lot of problems are coming to people because of what's underneath. See, 95% of the history is underneath. You're looking at 5% mm. when you look at that house. And so you do your land, and what you do is you cleanse the land and command all of that stuff in the borders. Whatever's on your deed, that property is set free, and it's now become a monument to the Lord. And, and then you anoint your house with the oil. But all the stuff is left it then, unless you find... Um, remains of things you know in your house but it's very important because things are attached to those things that are in the house which i shared a story last week about buying a gun an antique gun and the blood curse that came with it because that gun was used as a sniper rifle and it was like a collector's gun and my husband bought it ignorantly he didn't realize it 
And I almost went insane because of it, but we never would have thought that it's the gun. But the Holy Spirit told us. And then when we repented and asked forgiveness and asked the Lord to cleanse us and it with the blood of Jesus and set it free from the blood curse, everything left and ended. So there's a lot of people out there suffering and struggling because of what's under their land that they don't know about. Wow. So so you mean, <laughs> this is so good. Um, people, imagine right now, this summer, today, people throughout the world may be sitting on something. And we've heard stories of people who bought land that were used to be a graveyard or a cemetery, excuse me, or... Um, people who bought land on just oil fields and different things like that. And when you begin to sit back and think about what your land, that house is sitting on that land, and what took place on that, it is absolutely amazing. And all God's saying is that if you take the time to cast out those demons, basically, mm-hmm. and, 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 and consecrate it and put the blood between that, Man, your house, your children will not dream dreams of, of wickedness, but they will dream dreams of life-fulfilling things that the Father wants them to have. Come on, somebody. <laughs> That's good That's, stuff right there. That is absolutely right, because you, you are definitely affected with whether the land is blessed or cursed. Now, and we're not saying that everybody's land is cursed, because it may not necessarily be at all. Say you buy a piece of property and you build a new home on it. Some people say, well, I built a new home on here. But the issue is what's behind under the foundation, and the house may be fine, the land may be fine, but the fact is let's cover it. Because these things blindside you when you least expect it. They wait. you know. And so it's like, nope, right from the beginning we're going to turn this into an altar to the Lord. Now, one of the things I've had people say, now, I'm a Christian, so how can a curse come on me? And I want to give this scripture in Proverbs 26, 2. It says, as the word by wandering, as the bird by wandering, and the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. Causeless, in the dictionary, the definition of it is a case to be resolved by a court. That's in Webster's. Isn't that interesting? So it has to have a valid reason, and literally, or the curse won't come. But if there is a valid curse and the cause, and it has a cause to come, it gives it a permission. So if there's a, you know, if it has permission, it's not. You can shout at it, you can command it to do whatever it wants all day long, and it's not doesn't have to do one thing. But the minute you utilize the blood of Jesus Christ who died for the sin that's been committed on that land, you change everything. You can change nations because, and change whole neighborhoods because what you're doing is you're standing in the gap. It's really dust ministering to dust, but you're standing in the gap repenting on behalf of sin committed on that piece of property and asking the Lord to forgive that sin and asking him to wash that land with the blood of Jesus. And then the witness is you stand on top of it and you partake of drinking the communion and then you pour half of it on the ground. 
in the ground. We dig a hole normally, which I'll explain as we go along further. And then you take the bread representing the body of Christ, the bread that's come from heaven, and you take half of it and you let that land eat half of it. You put it in. And then we pray a prayer that the blood will go clear down to the earliest foundations of the birthing of that land when God created it and wash the lien off of that title deed of that land because God used to own all the land. He was the title deed owner, but because of sin, there's been liens placed on it, and the enemy goes right into that courtroom and says, well, this was committed here, so I can stop this person from doing this or doing that, or I can cause lots of problems because it has a cause. Like people have been trying to have prayer meetings in their houses for years and nobody shows up or one or two. They just can't, they can't get it off the ground. People say they'll show and they don't. There could be some kind of a curse against that property. And the lien holder, the enemy, is saying, nope, you're not going to do that here. And the Lord says, well, that's what I want. But then he stands there as the prosecuting attorney and says, yes, but this sin, this guy was murdered on this property 100 years ago. There was a big fight on that property. And his blood's crying out for justice, and nobody's atoned for that blood. So therefore, you know, I have a right to that land. And he can cause you lots of problems. So that's just something definitely to think about. Uh I yes. would say, yes. you know, it's very powerful. Like 99% of the people have something that's happened on their land that they're not aware of that has allowed a curse to come onto the land, which has been a lien and their it, title deed. And give us, give us a, a real current testimony that you recently received about the land. Let the listeners share something that you recently in the last month or two or three months of something like right. this testimony. Okay, I just got this one. Um, it was on last year's crop, but they just got it to me. It says, uh, God has blessed us in a way that we've never experienced before. In July of this year, now that's last year, we were in the middle of a drought on our farmland, and it was at the point that if we didn't receive rain soon, we would lose most of our crop. Our corn had already tasseled out, and it's critical for the rains to come during that time to help pollinate the corn. Our soybeans were knee-high, and they were blossoming, and the blossoms were falling off, and very few bean pods were developing. I asked the Lord to show me what to do, and as I prayed that day last July, He put it in my heart that we needed to bless our land. I had received a book from a friend of mine in April called From God's Hands to Your Land by Jeanette Strauss. I found the book and I sat down and read it through in that afternoon. I then told my husband when he came home that the Lord had showed me that we needed to bless our land. I explained to him that there was a procedure that we could follow and that the book would take us step by step through it. On July 17th, we went through the ceremony of blessing our land and giving our land back to God, free and clear. On the 19th of July, the rains came, and by the 27th of July, we had seven and a half inches of rain on our land, and new blossoms sprouted on our soybeans. My husband is six feet tall, and in August, when he would be out walking in the fields, the beans were up to his chest. 
They grew abundantly. God has richly blessed us, and in a year of drought, our land produced a record crop of soybeans. The average produced on our land of soybeans had been 35 to 40 bushels an acre. This year, the year of drought, we have harvested 55 to 60 bushels. That's at the least 15 more bushels an acre. Um, Our corn typically produces about 150 bushels to the acre, and my husband was hoping for even 100 this year and would have been very satisfied with that due to the drought. Well, this year our corn fields averaged 157 bushels to the acre. The richest blessing has not really even come from what our fields have yielded this year, but rather for what God has done in our hearts. He has showed us his faithfulness to his promises, and our faith has grown immeasurably. When we were obedient to what he showed us to do, we weren't sure how things would turn out. But from the moment that we stepped out in obedience, we had to walk by faith that God would take care of us, because it was now his land and we were just the caretakers of it. We had to make sure that we spoke only positive things out of our mouth concerning our land and our crops. But this this summer we learned to walk by faith and not by sight as God has richly blessed us. And then this lady put in there Hebrews 11.1, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen yet. So I just got that testimony. And I happened to throw it in my folder. I'm amazed. <laughs> this is great that you asked. <laughs> this is not, yes. You know, that is, I mean, I'm, I'm literally hearing that. And someone would say, well, that's the land. That's their crop. But here's the deal. That's big for them. That is their testimony. You know the Bible says that we're overcomers by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. We're overcomers. So their testimony through the power and the rich power, the sanctified power of the blood of Jesus got them their testimony. And here's the deal, my friends. I want to encourage you real quick, um, and I'm going to have Jeanette say her website, but I want to encourage you is that, that if you take time to release the blood in your land, get, let me tell you, get prepared because some things are about to take place in your land. Let me tell you, the Bible says we know them by the fruit you bear. And let me tell you, my friend Jeanette Strauss from Glorious Creation is bearing fruit. Let me tell you, testimonies from all over the world are coming in. She's right now in Florida, and she lives in Michigan, not far away, but here's the deal, doing ministry. And I want to encourage you, take the time, get to her website, go purchase that book, that kit, to bless your land. Because here's the deal, God wants to use you and I as believers and kingdom builders to reach other people in our community. Imagine your land blessed. Imagine you've been a testimony, your land been a testimony to your neighborhood. Come on, somebody. You've got to go be a blessing. Jeanette, tell us where they can get that book at right now. Well, you can go to the website, dot, and it's Glorious Creations. It's not Gloria, but Glorious, G-L-O-R-I-O-U-S, Creations, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S, dot net, not dot com, dot net. And if you put in the memo when you order that book that from Lewis Ministries radio station, that that's how you know about it, 
then we send an offering into Lewis uh, Ministries for that book that you order, so you'll be sewing into this radio station too. And this is, it is strategic, and what he said about the neighborhoods is very important. Oh, our phone number, if you want to do over the phone, and you can tell us when you call that this is where you heard about it, it's 517-639-4395. And you can always put Jeanette Strauss into the Google, and it'll come up. And uh, it's under a category on the website that says uh, books that Jeanette has written. You can find it quickly. You know, you can do your neighborhood. A friend took this, and she lived in a very nice neighborhood. And all of a sudden, when the economic crash came and people lost everything, they moved out, and the banks took these houses over. And she was left in that neighborhood. She had a 12-year-old son. And all these drug dealers started moving into these houses. And just, um, I don't know why the banks were renting to them or what they were doing with it, but anyway, it was a, turned into a very bad neighborhood. So she did her land, and then she said, I am going to try to do my neighborhood. So she would go to these houses and knock on the door and just say, you know, I'm this little gal that lives down at the end of the street, and I'm a Christian, and I'm praying for the property in our neighborhood here. And would it be all right with you if I prayed uh, for your property, for God to bless it? And these drug dealers would say, well, sure, no problem, do whatever you want. Well, she would go and do that land in that neighborhood, and within six months, every one of them had moved out. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't want to save them or anything like that, but I'm saying that new people had moved in and replaced those people, and she had a safe neighborhood. And I said, it's like a checkerboard. You know, there's black spots in the checkerboard, and if you will take this and you do the land all around you, you will end up with white spots, and the light comes up out of the land, and it drives out the darkness as you're redeeming those different properties. And yes, we have legal rights in our cities and our nation because we pay taxes. We're taxpayers. And if you rent your property, some people might say, but I rent, I don't own. That's okay because you're sowing into something. You're paying for that property while you rent it. So you have every legal right to redeem that land. So I would encourage you to get together with yes. friends. Go, go all over your city um, and transform your neighborhoods. Transform. It's happening. We're getting testimonies everywhere. It's because the blood is what does it. And the re, uh, standing oh, yeah. in the gap in repentance. Standing in the gap in repentance. You know, and and utilizing the power of attorney that Jesus has given us as believers to apply his blood to our land and remove the curse. And, and so what we... Deal, and has your, well, excuse me real quick, Jeanette. Uh, not the, but, but you said you hit something there too, is, is the curse. You know, talk about the curse because sometimes people don't believe um, that, that curses really exist. I've talked to believers, I've talked to folks around the country who say, well, I really don't believe in curses. I really don't believe in demons. And, 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 and on, on this ministry and on this side of the country, we believe in that stuff. And so tell us about that. What, have, you, have you run across folks that say, well, you know, that's probably a little far-fetched to have your land cursed. Come on, really be, really be honest. <laughs> well, I say to them, you know, 
a curse will reveal itself. First of all, I say, well, if you believe the word, the Lord, all through his word, literally himself, would smite the land with a curse to bring it to the attention of the people, and the Hebrew children would recognize, oh, my gosh, we better repent, we're in sin, because God has cursed our land. All through the scripture, God leveled curses against land to affect the people. Now, one of the good things is in Egypt, when they were working with the curses in Egypt, remember before Pharaoh let the Hebrew children go, if you'll remember, Joseph was living in Goshen. Now, Goshen was within Egypt. It was very close to where all God cursed the land. He cursed the water. He cursed the land of Egypt. But the Israelites, where they were at in Goshen, produced a hundred times crop. None of their cows were killed. Their water was good. He did it as a sign to them. They were his people. So it, it's all through. If the person says there's not a curse in effect, then they're only hurting themselves. And I say to them, well, then let me ask you this. What does it hurt? Because the Bible very clearly says in Proverbs 26, 2, as the bird by wandering and the swallow by flying, a curse causeless will not come. So then it has to mean that if it has a cause, it's going to come. And then he, then I tell them there's plenty of scriptures about blood polluting the land and the blood crying up from the ground. So if you've had bloodshed, it's guaranteed there's a curse on it because the Bible says so. Oh, that's good. That's good. You know, we that's have good. to go by the Word of God, and this book is full of the Word enough that when people read this book, they are instantly um, have to get out and say, I have got to do my land because my land's been speaking to me. This is why all these problems are happening, but I haven't seen it. And I've anointed my house with oil. I've figured there's something going on, but I don't know what. But this is the answer. Wow. Well, Jeanette, real, one of the things I, I really felt in my spirit is is to pause real quick and, and maybe there's someone out there that says, you know what, I'm just in a need of prayer right now. I got some, I got some things on my land. I, what you're talking about is hitting home for me, and, and but I, I just don't, I just don't have the strength. I just need someone um, to stand the gap with me. I need someone to pray with me, and and I know, Jeanette, that you are. I mean, when I read your books, it's definitely an intercessor slant strongly anointed on that and and as an intercessor i believe you have a great caliber of anointing to bring breakthrough and penetrate through the ground of where people are in their life right now would you do would you do before we continue on um would you just pray right now for someone's breakthrough pray for someone's land right now i surely will i definitely will I'd say, dear Heavenly Father, we're coming before you today, and Lord, we just thank you so much for the land, the geographical location that you've placed each of us on. Lord, with a responsibility to be caretakers of the land where we're at and groundskeepers, you tell us in Genesis that that's what you do, and in Acts that every man, the Lord knows his boundaries and when he is there and where he's at. So, Lord, you've placed us in these, within these boundaries of where each one of us are at today. We recognize that even if we don't want to be there, but for a specific purpose. 
And, Lord, we're lifting our land before you corporately. And, Father, we're standing in the gap right now repenting on behalf of sin committed against you on our properties. Father, throughout the generations from the very foundation, Lord, we, we stand in the gap. And, Father, we're asking forgiveness for the sin that was committed, just like Daniel asked forgiveness by the nation for the sin committed against you, Lord. We're asking forgiveness for the sin committed on our land in the past, and we're asking you to wash it symbolically with the blood of Jesus in our prayers and cleanse it. And, Lord, then we will go out and allow it to take of the grape juice and the bread, Lord. We'll give our land its food of your blood and your body, Lord, so it can totally come into a freedom and a renewal of covenant. And, Lord, we thank you that we can cleanse the title deed of all spiritual liens. And, Lord, all through your word we saw where you would rename property and you would rename people when they were sanctified and cleaned. So, Lord, right now we're asking for the prophetic name that you call our property individually, that you will speak instantly or however you want and give a name to put on the title deed of the property for its prophetic destiny that you've set forth for that land from the beginning of time. And you have placed this child of yours on those pieces of property so they can redeem it once and for all for your purposes on the earth and the light will shine forth from it. So, Father, we thank you that we can do that and we thank you for that, Lord, for your blood and the ability to do that. So, Father, Mm -hmm. we just thank you for that, that you'll just be with each person today and you'll just give them the energy even to just go out and place your blood in your bread, the communion elements into their ground to seal it because you call heaven and earth to witness as a testimony of what we do, just like you did with Joshua. Lord, you called that rock to be a witness. And, Father, we just thank you for that so much that it will be a witness to heaven and earth about the new title deed for this land now that the sin's washed off from it. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, that is so awesome. We praise God for that. And I want to encourage you, as you're listening to this broadcast, I want to encourage you that, that you don't have to be there anymore. I mean, we're literally saying to you, send us a prayer request. We have phenomenal prayer warriors that want to pray with you, that want to stand the gap for you. It is amazing. And this may be for you, Jeanette, too. Is it's amazing when you ask people if they want prayer. Nowadays, when I do that, sometimes people say, no, I'm good. No, every day we need prayer. I wish. <laughs> There's times that I say, man, I need someone to be praying for me right now. I need someone to stand the gap. Here's the deal. Prayer changes things. And two can put 10,000 to flight, as the scripture says. So I want to encourage you. Stay in the fight. Don't give up. Your best days and blessed days are ahead of you. So, that as we continue with this broadcast, please, um, we've got about 20 more minutes left in here. Um, would okay. you continue just to, you know, share um, in the next 15 minutes, just um, give us some action steps. What are some things that can 
feel people going in the, that direction. Well, there's one thing that somebody might not know about. I just wanted to put this in here because I think it's important. Because during yeah. the economic downturn, um, I am part of the Michigan uh, Prayer Network, and we discovered one of the pastors over our region had went to a meeting and he was talking, there were so many people that couldn't sell their property. And so, honestly, he found out from a Catholic priest there that they were burying St. Joseph statues in their property, head down and backwards or something, to bless the land somehow that it would sell. And, and I had a pastor that said they were having all kinds of property problems because that is like a good luck charm that people are using, like to bury something to sell a piece of property, anything, whatever it is, and it is not a good thing because they're not looking to God to sell the property. They're looking to some saint or something else like that to sell their property. And if they have one of those statues buried on their property that they don't even know about, it can cause a lot of problems because for good luck, um, we just have to understand there is luck is real. It's a it's a force, and um, we had a pastor out of New York that I was speaking about this, and they did their land, and the next week they were in their swimming pool in an above ground pool, and they felt something coming up from the ground like it was a rock that was going to puncture the lining. So they had to drain the pool and get to it, and it was one of these statues working its way right up through the ground. And he said, we asked the Lord, you know, what on our property could have been causing and attracting the enemy to come to us or to have any kind of right on this property? So there's several stories about that (laughs) that people need to be careful about that because luck in the dictionary said, is a force that brings good fortune or adversity. It is an active power, according to Webster. So if people do things, they bury things for good luck, say somebody on your property has done something for good luck, that's an active force, according to the dictionary. So you need to know that you need to deal with that. And you can just look at the fruit on your property. Is your property blessed? Um, there's ways definitely a curse has fruit. So look at the fruit of since you moved on to your property. And if the fruit is good, then that's great. But if that fruit is not good, if you've had all kinds of problems, then you need to definitely do your land and pray over the land. And it makes a big difference. It can even be in a job situation. It can affect because there's homes. If you've bought a home in foreclosure, we'll get right straight to the point where so many people now are making great deals buying foreclosed homes. You have to do that land because that spirit of poverty or of even losing jobs, usually there's histories of people losing jobs and issues like that, that can come with a house. And it can come on you then. There's repossessed homes that have been reproduced or repossessed over and over and over because it's a spirit, because it's what's attached to the land, and it will begin to work in your own life and cause problems. Yes. Yes. You know, And tell us. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go keep going. I was was just going to say in 2 Chronicles 6.26, 
It says, when the heavens are shut up and there's no rain because my people have sinned against me, if they'll pray towards this place and confess their, their, your name, Lord, and turn from their sin, then you'll hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your servants and of your people. And when you've taught them a good way, you'll send rain on the land. So this is in Second Chronicles where he's talking there, if my people will hear me and turn from their sin and pray, I will heal the land. Well, if there's no curse, the land doesn't need healed. So um, the whole Bible, if you read this book, is full of the proof of what we're talking about. And that's when people read it. They're normally, they are completely right away, I've got to do my land because it's laid out very clearly how you could be in trouble on your land innocently. Yes. Now, it will, we will be talking, so right, about the land for the next week or two. We'll we be talking more about the yep. land. Okay, good, because yes. I have more testimonies and things that will be very important for people. But I can tell you that if you've been having trouble with your children, if you've been just having trouble in general, it's good to deal with the foundation first of the land that you're on and cleanse it and get rid of any demons, any spiritual forces that could be working against you and even targeting weaker links in the chain, such as children or other, other issues, you know, husbands and wives, causing contentions, things like that. Oh, that's so good. And, and, and tell us what's in your land. So if I go to the website, Glorious Creation, just for the listeners, as we start winding down here, what what are they looking for? What what's what's in the kit? What what do, what do we want them to get? All right, in the land kit, it has everything you need except uh, water, and it's not that you have to have this kit, but it's very handy and it makes a wonderful gift for people. In the kit, it's twenty dollars for a kit, and it has a book in it. It has some seeds. Like because we do different things to bless the land, they're not the most necessary thing is the blood and the communion, and so it has four communion communion things. Now, I just put this on speaker. I'm going to try to hang up the headphone. Okay, this won't cut it off. And uh, it has in it four little communion cups that have the bread and the grape juice in them. It has. Um, some prosperity seeds because we put seeds in there to bury seeds because all through the word seeds mean generations and also for a harvest a good harvest so we have seeds in there we have consecration oil because we like to consecrate the property as we're walking through the little ceremony that takes 15 minutes consecrate it with the oil and the oil that's in the kit is an Exodus 30 consecration oil. It's, it's made up of um, oil from Israel. And it's the Exodus 30 recipe that they anointed the tabernacle with in the Bible. And then we have milk and honey. And we quote the mm. scriptures that go with these items as we do this ceremony. We first do the communion with it. And we do step by step, and we quote the scriptures that go with it. 
Then also the thing that comes in the kit is a title deed. Now in every book there's two title deeds. There's a spare title deed. And that is a witness to heaven and earth. And on it it has a communion cup. It's a piece of paper rolled up like a scroll. It looks like a scroll. And it has that um, this day to all parties with any interest in this property formerly known as. And then you can put your address in. From now on, it will be known as, and you ask the Lord the prophetic name for your property, and you put it in that spot because he has a prophetic name for your property, and he will tell you what it is. Oh, that's good. Yes, and then ah. I, you take that title deed, and you witness it, and you date it, and you put that in the ground. You can make a copy of it. A lot of people frame copies of the day that they redeemed their land for the Lord. And it's got a seal on it that says the official seal of God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that this land is paid in full this day. There's no more spiritual uh, liens on it. And then we do, you know, the milk and honey, what I said, and then we have a rock or something, and we usually put that on top, and we pour some oil on that, too, over it. And... That's what we do. It's like a 15-minute thing of speaking the scripture over it. But really, if you didn't have those items, which most people have in their home, it's just a convenient thing and a beautiful gift for a pastor to have to do their church. And if you don't want to change the name on something, like say uh, I was at a church and it was called uh, the Jubilee Church. And what they did is they left the name Jubilee Church because they felt the Lord gave them that name. But they put a tagline under it that said, The Lord is our banner. So that's what they did on their title deed. They wrote Jubilee Church, The Lord is our banner. That's because, good. Yeah, he has a name for your property with a prophetic destiny. It may have been held back in its destiny because of these liens, but you have the authority in Jesus Christ to get those liens removed. But you do it correctly, just like you'd have to go to the bank and pay the lien off to get a lien-free mortgage. Yeah. That's good. That is so good. And and with that, they're going to get that. Now, here's the deal, guys. Let me, let me tell you, you may be listening to this here as we start to wrap this up here. You're thinking, this is all too weird. Let me tell you, my friends, it's not weird. It's just we're called to take the word literally. We're just walking out the word. We're, here's, thank you. you. You know, Lewis Ministry is a prophetic ministry. Uh, you know, I, I has a prophet, uh, and we do what we call prophetic acts. All this is is a prophetic act to bring change to your land. That's all it is. Don't get spooked out. Don't get all uh, uh, weird. It's just a prophetic act. And, and here's the deal. There have been testimonies that are flourishing out of people walking this out. I mean, we've done it. I put it. There's been over the years, and Jeanette will testify, there have been people that put stakes in the ground. One of our churches, big churches here in the city of Portland, that's what they did when they bought new land. They went with pastors and elders in church, and they consecrated the stakes, and they drove it into the ground to declare it's the Lord's work. And the church is flourishing, over 3,000 members, and it's phenomenally been there forever. My daughter actually went to school there 
Um, and so here's a, this has been going on for years, for decades, based off the Word of God. Maybe your church has done it. Maybe you need to do it in your home. Guys, take back your home. You know, like I said before, there's mission statements for corporations. You ought to have a mission statement for your own home, core values for your own home. And this is the same thing, taking back ground in your own land. You know, one of the things that me and my wife, we're praying for a home. We're praying to be first-time home buyers. And that's, this is literally um, setting us up to make that happen. And so we're going to do this land because we've been renting here, and we've been stewards of it, and, but we want to bless the land. We know the people that lived here before us were not organized. They had stuff chaos here, and so we want to bless the land. I want to encourage you to take what God has put in your hands, do that prophetic act over your land. Bless God forever. Amen? Does that make sense, Jeanette? It makes complete sense. Yes, if you talk to anybody that the Lord has called to intercede, and you know you don't have to be a special person to be an intercessor. Every one of us is an intercessor. If you or have any property, God has called you to do this. He needs the legal rights back to your land that the lien holder is holding and preventing God from doing what he wants to do on your property. You have got to cleanse the title deed of all spiritual liens to untie God's hands because he is the judge of heaven and earth. And the prosecuting attorney, Hasatan, who's Satan, which means prosecuting attorney, is presenting a case to him against your land. And as long as he has a legal right, you're going to be stopped in what you need to do. And God's going to be stopped. Because he pays attention to his own laws. He has to follow his own law. Yes. And the word, word of God says that his word does not come back void. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. What he said in the beginning, he's saying it now. And I'm telling my friends, take their appropriate steps. Get on your computers, order that, and here's the deal. Take the excuses out of the way. Make it happen. This can literally transform your life. We're getting ready to do some freedom ministry with a couple, uh, couple of folks this afternoon. And, and I told them to jump on this call. Um, and, but here's the deal. I've talked to people. I've ministered to people who have their kids are literally having dreams off the charts. They're literally having nightmares. The, the, there's been curses uh, on divorces and and. Pornography that has definitely hit the church, the Christian community, that has hit the land. It is coming by storm. But here's the deal, my friends. I'm going to speak to your home right now as we wind this message up today, this broadcast. I want to speak to your home and decree and declare over your place, your land, that it shall not die, but it shall live, and your family is going to be blessed. You're called to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And I want to tell you, you have the authority. God has given you the authority, as my good friend Jeanette says, you're all intercessors. You don't have to be so called to this and that. You don't have to be part of this ministry to do that. You have the authority. And if you're a husband, listen to this broadcast. You are the priest of that house. Take back your family for the Lord. And I love what Joshua said. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. We shall serve the Lord. And that's taking back your land, my friends. 
that's taking back the land. If you want, if you got any any prayer requests, any testimonies, and matter of fact, if you do this, and and you send us the testimony, send us a testimony of that river fruit, because we want to let Jeanette know as well, and we want to know. We want to put it on our website. We want to broadcast it on our website. But you, we want you to send your prayer request to us. We want to pray with you. You can email us at lewisministry at gmail.com. If you want to sow a financial seed to this radio broadcast, you can do so at www.lewisministry.com, and we will, every seed is tax deductible, and we, we are so much appreciated. And here's the deal. Pray for our family. And I was just driving down the street yesterday. We're having a family day. You know, I travel quite a bit. I'm getting ready to take off here on Thursday. And I, and, and I have to map out that time with my family. And I had family time. And I was talking to Lisa. We're just driving. Nice, beautiful weather out here in Portland. Hot, up in the upper 90s. And we're just really believing in God for a home. And I literally had to get quiet out of the way. And I'm going to be honest. I was a little bit fearful to say, God, I don't know if you can really do this. I mean, God, we've got to get some things taken care of, get credit healthy, all this stuff. And, and I was reading the book, and it says, do you believe? Do you really believe? You, faith, it's a, faith pleases God. Faith without works is dead. And so I had to really say, you know what? God called me to have faith. And I got to operate in the faith. And I told Lisa, I said, you know what? I got to enlist some prayer warriors to pray with us on this, the, the, our home ownership. People have prophesied, hey, God says you're going to be a homeowner. People are, and here's the deal. We got to live out that word faith and action. And so I want you to be praying for us as we go look for our, our land, our piece of property, our home, so that our kids can be expanded out. Come on, somebody. And I want to encourage you that, that, when you pray for me, know that we're praying for you and know that we're going to take back what the enemy has stolen from us. We're going to take it back because we're called to build the kingdom of God. And if you want to listen to this radio broadcast, it's going to replay. Um, <clears throat> you can go to our uh, website, blog, talk radio, um, forward slash uh, kingdom dominion. And so it's right there, all the um, broadcast that Jeanette has done. It's all right there. The courtroom's on there. This um, part one is on there. Today part two will be on there. But it's www.blogtalkradio forward slash kingdom dominion. And you want to you wanna sh- share it. Get the word out. Let, tell other people to listen um, because she has a phenomenal ministry. And, um, and I'm going to actually be teaching on the land this weekend where I'm traveling to because I think it's so important doing a spiritual house cleaning and taking care of the land that God has given you. If you also want to listen to us, we all have a 24-hour radio program um, through um, Live three through uh, Live uh, 365, and you can definitely tune into that. Uh, that's without measure, uh, Live 365 without measure. Get it on your iPhone and your Android phone. My friends, I want to tell you, Thank you for tuning in this broadcast. Thank you, Jeanette, for um, being on today. And we will pick back up next week talking about the power of anointing your land. Jeanette, have a blessed evening tonight. And let God use you in a mighty way as you minister to those people. And we are so much appreciate you. And just, I mean, I'm getting text messages coming in and saying, man, she is powerful. She, she's good. And I'm telling you, my friend, you are good. You're highly anointed, highly favored. And we thank God for your time. Bless you, Jeanette. Thank you. God bless you, too. We'll talk to you next week, then.
Okay. okay. Thank you. Take care, guys, and God bless.